Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. And we're recording right now. Ooh, fantastic. So, guys, you know, Nick and Taylor, you get to hear this all over. And yeah. You know, on Facebook. All right. All right. This is uh, number two. Let's go. I'm excited now. I want to get a haircut. Yeah, so my hair's starting to feather on the sides. It's not. Yeah, it's, yeah. I've already made I, my made my appointment June 5th, so I'm good I, to go. I've got my uh, nice. ha- I've got my hat on and my hair all matted down, so it doesn't wouldn't look too bad. But yeah, I, I've gone. You know, I'm now well over two months without a haircut, and I can't remember the last time I did that. I mean, maybe when I was you know in grade school, but I just it's it's not as it's not as bad as I thought. But boy, am I ready too? And I actually looked at. Uh, our friends over in Wisconsin, I looked at, I just go to Great Clips usually or that type of place. And I went and looked at the, the wait, the online Great Clips portal. And uh, at least as of like Thursday morning, the wait, lit, the wait times were like over 180 minutes at those places <laughs> in Hudson. Hudson. And I think I looked at New Richmond and I said, oh, okay, I'm just going to stick well, with my local, local place here when they do open up. That's good. All the Minnesotans going over there. That's well, I haven't crossing the border. I haven't been over there, but from what I've the little bit that I've heard, it's kind of a, Mm -hmm. it's kind of, I don't know if you believe everything you hear and read, it sounds like it's pretty crazy over there, even in Hudson, Wisconsin. So, well, let's talk about Wisconsin just for a bit because it's like the wild west over there now, because I don't know if anybody follows politics. I know David does, Uh, but basically their Supreme court overruled the governor's stay at home order. So everything was allowed to open back up. So we have like, Mm-hmm. counties and state cities and towns doing their own thing and it's like just all crazy in wisconsin so uh yep. i can see where people from minnesota if you're on the border jumping over there to go to a bar restaurant get your hair cut whatever because uh here you can't do that yet so yeah um of course we are drinking local beers and alcoholic beverages right david yes right so david what do you have all right, so I have uh, whiskey from 
Tattersall. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, some good straight rye whiskey. It's uh, 50% hundred proof. Um, you know, it's uh, it's light. I, I On our first take, I said it was uh, a little scotchy tasting. Uh, it, it does taste a little young, um, but it's, it's pretty good. Um, it would definitely be fantastic for, uh, cocktails. And I believe it says right on the back, it's perfect for an old fashioned and, or, or, uh, Manhattan. So I would def- definitely recommend it. Um, obviously, uh, Tattersall's local to Minneapolis. Um, I have not been there. Uh, I have planned on going, you know drinking liquor and then driving is a bit sketchy. So I've avoided craft distilleries for the most part, but um, it would be fantastic. We talked about doing this, going out to the uh, distilleries instead of a brewery. And I, I think it'd be fun to do that. We just had to take an Uber. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. 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 I, I like that idea. And I mean, you're kind of, you're kind of maybe following Tony's lead on last episode. Tony had a, I believe, was it a vodka you were drinking or whiskey? It was vodka. It was vodka, okay, but it was a Minnesota craft distillery. So, yep. and you know, maybe maybe you're starting a trend there. So, something a little bit something we have to consider whether uh, we Ubered <laughs> or not. I like it. Uh, speaking of that, though, let's. Um, <laughs> yesterday, I went to a get some craft beer, and I'll talk about it in a second when I talk about my beer. And they also had the Minnesota, is it Northern Soda Company, out of Arden Hills. They make soda. They are a craft soda place. <laughs> In Arden Hills, you can go there just like a brewery. You can go there, have samples, sit down, play games. So maybe sometime if we don't feel like drinking, we could go to there. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. I know we yeah. have uh, listeners that don't drink, so there you go. Be a, maybe a there. place for them to go. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Dave, what do you got? Well, I have the CBP, and that's actually – that's actually from our friends up at uh, Lupulin Brewing in Big Lake. We did a podcast there. It was last August. I had to go back and check, but it was last summer, last August. Seems like forever ago. But And I was saying, I couldn't quite remember if I've had this one before, but uh, I do. It falls right into my wheelhouse of, of porters and stouts that I am so fond of after I get past the, you know, the lighter lagers and ales. But uh, this one is amazingly smooth amazingly delicious i mean sometimes you have those porters whether they're barrel aged or not you'll taste the alcohol this one is just so smooth it tastes like you're drinking a dessert it really does and so that's why i was kind of joking like it right on their website you know i'm looking at the alcohol content 5.25 percent 20 ibus easy drinker chocolate and peanut butter you gotta love it um but the calorie content i'm sure it's sky high they don't tell you what that is and i will say though I kind of, it was a wonderful coincidence this morning. I think I told you drinking a little coffee too. I hadn't quite finished my last of my morning coffee before we jumped on the podcast here, but I'll tell you what, take a sip of coffee followed by a sip of the CVP from Lupulin and it uh, works out quite well. Just adds another layer to the uh, deliciousness. I was talking, so Dave came up last night, uh, we had a little barbecue and uh, we're out on my, of course, social distancing out on my driveway. Um, but I was telling him about the Pabst coffee beer. Is it Pabst coffee? Yeah. And my sister-in-law, Jamie has tried it. She says it's like drinking like, like dessert. It's crazy. So I was thinking I should, oh, wow. I should buy that sometime and Dave could try it since he's a big coffee beer, dark guy. Absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That'd be right up your alley. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The only problem here, especially as we record this at noon, it's, you know, 
it, even they even tell you it's impossible to have only one, and they're not sorry about that. So we'll see no. how this goes. Yeah, uh, Connor, what do you got? So I've got a juicy IPA from Head Flyer mm-hmm. called "It Was All a Dream," and. And it tastes a little, I was saying during our first take that it doesn't taste like a normal uh, West Coast IPA like I was doing last episode, but uh, this one tastes a little bit more weedy, uh, which is weird because I always consider juicy IPs to be a little bit more citrus, but it's, I've I've always liked this one. It tastes a little different than what it was before. Maybe it's the COVID getting to me. I don't know, but (laughs) it's, uh, (coughs) it's a good one. It's, and... Uh, give me just a sec here. It is 7.2% alcohol. Nice. So it's a high, mm. high volume. Careful with that. <laughs> <That's volume. laughs> um, as I mentioned, I stopped by a brewery yesterday. I stopped by Iyer in Elk River. Um, their setup is kind of different than the other breweries I've been to, like Omni and stuff, where you actually walk in, you order online, you walk in, they give you your order. At Iyer, because they have a, sort of a small footprint, they've actually got a table outside. You pull up, they've got their phone number out there. You call them, they come out, drop it off on the table for you, check your ID, and then you're on your way. Um, so they've got a whole kind of different thing. But I picked up a couple, but the first one I'm drinking right now from Ayer is the Skull Smash, which is their golden ale, only 4.2%, so I'm starting out light. Um, I did also pick up their Call Me a Cab, which is their Cabernet wine ale that bad boy is oh wow that's interesting that bad boy is close to nine percent though so that's going to be a later in the evening type of deal and i mm. i do have online sportical um 90s trivia tonight with my sister-in-laws and their friend kelly we are the dunkaroos and we're playing for some cash prizes tonight so maybe i'll drink that when i'm playing 90s trivia so but uh, shout out to Ayer in Elk River. They're they're doing a great job right now. They are, I'm sure they're struggling, but they are on Facebook constantly talking about their new beers. They've got all kinds of things they're mixing and doing things, and it's it's crazy. So uh, I can't wait for things to get open back up and for them to open back up. Yeah, and we you, we mentioned on the first go around Ayer. That was where we did our kind of Christmas episode. You and I, Tony, on the iPhone yep. and uh, without without David Sterling, but. Uh, that we we were we had brought up the fact that unfortunately for them, uh, as far as June first goes, they do not have a patio. They do have a patio, but with literally one pick, one pick a table, table on it. So yeah, yeah. I suppose they could make one reservation blocks, but uh, it makes it a little yep. bit more difficult for them. Yeah, patio is very exclusive that way. That's yeah, right. How are they? Yeah. <laughs> how are they? How are they set up on the street? Because um, I know there is an article. Uh, last night, I think it was that the state was considering allowing restaurants bars and breweries to mm-hmm. the street well or the problem the issue with elk river is they're downtown elk river so you've got a two-lane highway or a two-lane road and then you've also got parking spots and then on both sides of the street so if you took away and let them go into the street in those parking spots yeah you could do it but then where would people park you know people would have to park further down or whatever which wouldn't be a problem right now because, you know, not everything's open there. Um, so they could potentially do it. I don't know if they would. I don't know if it'd be worth their time to do it. Yeah. Um, I know places like uh, Invictus, they put out a thing on Facebook talking about what they're doing with their patio, which we've been on uh, before. 
uh, and they're doing something where they're going to split up their tables and do reservations and things like that. I think Omni said they're coming out with their their what they're doing here this week on their Facebook page. Um, they've got a nice patio set up. They can totally social distance. But yeah, uh, Omni is going to do really well because oh they're, yeah, they're yeah. what I mean. You could probably put. 25 30 social distancing there mm -hmm, you could and the other thing too is well, how is it going to work when you get these people on the patio are they going to be forced to serve you beer to your table are they going to have to have people serving you Maybe. or are, are they going to go back to the whole you just go up to the front and get it i mean who knows and how I, is that going to work out you know, you know i want to see i want to see a brewery institute a, a stopwatch you walk in and you take your spot and they hit the stopwatch and they're like, all right, you got, you got an hour. Okay. Yeah. Drinks in. Because well, like, yeah, you're going to, if you've got these limitations, know. you're going to want to find ways to move, move traffic. You're, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's why, like, it was one of the reasons I was a little bit disappointed uh, after hearing that latest announcement earlier this week is regarding, because I always thought that, you know, there's certain spaces that might make social distancing very difficult. But as far as breweries go, at least the ones that we go to and record at, um, you know, there is no wait staff typically, and you just go, you stand in line, you order your beer at whether it's a bar or whatever, and then you go back and sit and there's, and I just, I had in my mind, I had thought, well, hey, they, you can still social distance in line as you go up and order, they can have their sanitizing stations. And then most of the breweries that we go to have massive indoor spaces, you know, and I just thought it's a bit of a shame that they can't take advantage of those spaces, especially say on days, yeah. you know, days like this weekend you know, where it's, you know, raining and it's hard to predict. It's hard to make a reservation. And that's the other thing too, is the, the rain, the, the weather factor. I mean, how many nice days do you get outside Minnesota in the summertime where it's not too hot or raining or whatever? So what are you gonna do if you make a reservation at a restaurant or brewery to go somewhere and then all of a sudden it's raining? Well, then you're SOL, you know? Yep. So it'll be interesting to see what happens June 1st and the coming coming weeks because we've already seen pushback from the Catholic church in Minnesota saying they want to open back up. We're seeing pushback from restaurants saying this isn't enough, you know, so we're seeing all this stuff happening. And frankly, I'll be interested to see like where this all goes, you know? So, um, let's see. So. Oh, sorry. Hello to Corey. Oh, Corey joined up. There Corey he is. just joined Corey. us. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the uh, MLS because now, I mean, the rumors are starting to really percolate with them going to Orlando to play at the Magic Kingdom and just like the NBA and do a kind of World Cup type of tournament for the first 45 days. Right. And then I yep. think the plan is after that to finish up the season at their stadiums without fans of course right um so guys i don't know how that's i mean i know how it looks on paper how it's going to work on paper i just don't know how it's going to look in terms of a tournament and what happens is it going to be are these games going to count against the season are they not going to count the winner that is a little you know? weird uh, yeah that is a little weird considering you have a world cup kind of layout for your tournament mm -hmm. and then you're going to play the rest of your season but it's really hard to blend those two together mm -hmm. so i'm just wondering if they're going to do maybe uh, since i'm wondering if maybe they have a thought where 
if they do this tournament, it'd be more like a U.S. Open Cup uh, type for a tournament for a CCL spot. Yeah. And then play the rest of the season mm-hmm. and uh, and then do the MLS Cup, the Supporter Shield, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and, that, and that's what I saw. I, I don't think I don't think even MLS knows yet. And obviously, this has got to be agreed upon by both sides, Players Association, everything. But I have seen several things that say you know, yes, you're right. They're going to have like a world cup style tournament where they take the 26 teams, dividing, dividing them into six, six groups um, with the top two, you know, advancing into the knockout stage, just like a, you know, knockout stage bracket, just like the world cup. Now what I, but what I, and then also I agree with you, Connor, is that, you know, the winner of that tournament, they have to, you know, put a carrot out there. They have to make it worthwhile. Um, otherwise you just won't have the motivation. I think whether it's a champions league birth um that's probably the most likely scenario but i've also seen that the 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 pool play games that you know the first round games would actually count towards the regular season standings uh as far as the mls goes count the points yes you would count the points you know in your five games that you'd play leading up to the knockout stage those five games would count in the standings mls standings as they sit now and then once now, again, this has not been decided yet, but then again, once then the tournament's over after a month and a half, 45 days, then you, they would resume a shortened season. I think I've seen 18 games, and it would be very conference-heavy, and then to finish off the regular season that way. Mm. So you'd have a little well, bit of a blend, so that tournament would count towards regular season standings, not the knockout game. So obviously not all the teams would advance. Therefore, uh-huh. those games couldn't count in the standings, but the pool play games, those would count. And then, mm-hmm. so that you, was going to be my next question. Yeah, you'd incorporate kind of the tournament into the regular season, and I mean, I think that's just a way. You know, you, you want to have, you know, you want these games to mean something because you could have teams that say, "Well, I don't, I don't even want, I don't see the benefit of be, being in a Champions League tournament." Obviously, I don't think the Loons would ever think that way, but there might be teams out there that have been through it recently and don't want to do it again, things like that. So there has to be other motivation other than say that. Champions League berth. So I think I think that's how they could do it if they make these games count. Yeah, I mean, I think first, you know, I don't think MLS ever knows what it's doing um, until <laughs> it really happens. Uh, but uh, second, I think, yeah, you have to somehow incorporate points, season points into the, into the tournament because if they don't, yeah, it, I don't even think most team, I mean, I honestly, I don't think any team would truly feel a Champions League spot is enough incentive to do it. I, I really, yeah. Um, yeah. even even with our front office, who's very <clears throat> gung ho on, you know, having made that League Cup or whatever the hell it was called, um, yeah. and you know, getting advancing into the U.S. Open Cup, I just don't think. If that's your incentive, I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I, they have to somehow, somehow incorporate points, and I think they probably. I'd almost think that the pools will end up being representative of the games that we missed. Okay. So they can kind of make it feel like what they're doing is making up for the missed games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think one of the the big things though that they have to discuss is the elephant in the room is the money i mean yeah. teams are going to have to refund all these <clears throat> tickets and then you're gonna have to start talking about profit sharing when it comes to the 
the money made from the games. They're going to have to literally televise every game. Yeah, of course. And they're yeah. going to have to find a way to break up that money. I, I mean, I don't know if the if if our CBA has stuff in it regarding that. I mean, I know Major League Baseball does. I don't know mm-hmm. if MLS does, but if it does, then they've got to deal with the players yeah. agreeing to whatever that situation is. I, I think they have a huge can of worms that's going to be open at some point. Yep. Well, and you yeah, have to very little time to figure it out. You have to look at their regional broadcast rates too. I mean, we have FSN up here. So is FSN going to carry all the games the Loons are playing, or is ESPN or some other big network going to jump in right. and carry all those games? How are they going to work that out? Because the regional sports networks want to get their – they're paying for this. I mean, right. they're paying the league to do this stuff. So they are saying, hey, we need games. We need to advertise on these games. Give us something. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they work that out. My other question with doing it in Disney World, though, is is Tommy Chacon – is he tall enough to ride the rides at Disney World? Because he's five foot five. <laughs> I, I'm gonna think he can't <clears throat> ride most of them. Yeah, I think he can't. Yeah, and I feel it, bad I, for him. You know, and I think they have to. They have to open the park for the players, right? They've got to have something. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They so, do. Then they will. Then they will. They're gonna have well, some upside. The way that's gotta yeah. go. And yeah, and that, that that's that's. I mean, I think that's one of the sticking points from the player standpoint. It's just the fact that um, you know the training for this term. You know, you got to get back into shape. That would have to start soon. It would have to start in the next couple of weeks as we get into June. And I think best case scenario for that tournament as of right now is is starting say around July third. So, yep. and then what that means is that then the tournament's going to take a month to play. So what you're looking at is you're basically quarantined in that now granted it's a nice maybe area to be there but you're kind of essentially stuck in that area for 10 weeks you know two and a half months maybe two months mm-hmm. and you know that's that's you know it's it's uncomfortable for every anybody in, to be in that situation and you know pl- you know players would have questions like what well, can their families be there you know and, uh, and how would how would that work so it, it's just i know from my standpoint from traveling um and that's one of the sticking points is the quarantine and it's, it makes it very difficult now so and my other question, too, about Disney World is if MLS is going to go there and the NBA is going to go there, yeah. how is that going to work out? Because you're not going to be able to allow the MLS people and the NBA people to, no. you know, yeah. be around each other. You'd have to split up the – somehow split up the Magic Kingdoms into a way that they were in one part and MLS was in another part. And, you know, it's yeah. – I mean, I get why they're looking at – at uh, Disney World to do it because it's a great space to do it and they have everything they need right there. But there's still a lot of unknowns right now. So yeah, just you know, just looking at a couple de- well, details is yeah, like the basically yeah, just to kind of say what I thought. Like so, at the end of the tournament, the hope then would be they would return to their home markets and then assuming play out you know games at their home stadiums probably without any fans and it would be like I thought it would be only interconference opponents and then they would end the season. And it would be obviously an abbreviated season. They'd end it with what they're talking about now, or the latest, and nothing's been agreed to with an 18-team playoff. So, so a bigger, big field. And also the other thing, the groups. Just to, we didn't. Just if we're going to talk about details real quick, the groups would be you'd have um, Seattle. You know that you'd have two groups of Western Conference teams. Seattle would be one of the top seeds because, of course, they won the MLS Cup. And then I think the other would be LAFC as the supporter shield winners. Yeah. Um, 
And then in the Eastern Conference, you'd have Orlando as a because they're hosting the tournament essentially, and then the Toronto FC as the Eastern Conference champions. So, no, they wouldn't be NYCFC for winning like the Eastern out, Conference. I'd like to point yeah. out that it's fantastic that Atlanta doesn't get special treatment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they yeah. they they get to go obviously, but they're not <clears> going to get any <throat> special seat. Yeah. No, they got enough of that for the U.S. Open Cup last year. That's right. So. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be plenty of them complaining about Orlando getting the, the special seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> Poor Atlanta fans. Yeah. Um, so, like we've talked about here, everything's kind of up in the air, but there is potentially a plan moving forward to get us back into soccer. Uh, let's talk about soccer that's ongoing now, guys. The Bundesliga opened up, was it last weekend? They started their games back up again? Yeah. yeah. And so they've been playing. They're playing this weekend again. Uh, we have seen the stands filled with people's pictures that they paid $20 for to be there. Um, I think our biggest thing that we talked about uh, this week after those first rounds of games was that the stadium experience seems very uh, empty because they're not piping in any noise right. into it. No. So it's yep. like, you know, there's the, the enthusiasm, the whole – I mean – we were never going to have that without fans in the stands, but there's ways they could kind of make it seem that way. Um, so my hope is when MLS comes back, they'll do something to the effect of, you know, getting some crowd noise or whatever. Yeah. I would um, like the game. Like I watched, I watched a couple of games. I hadn't, uh, was it um, one of the Barusa back? I, I, I guess the games that I watched, I didn't notice the pitchers because I know a couple of teams that said they were going to have cutouts for and fans can pay to be in the stands, have their cutout be in mm-hmm. the stands. I didn't actually see that. But yeah, what I do agree. And then any noise that they did pipe in, you'd hear some music, um, maybe, you know, as the players came out or at halftime or end of the game. And uh, it, it just, you know, the sound, the sound quality is kind of terrible. So it does give yeah. kind of a weird feeling. Now, it's great watching these games just to see some live you know, meaningful competitive soccer going on. But yeah, it is mm-hmm. awkward. One thing, and I don't know how pumping crowd noise into the stadium would work. Quite frankly, it might not work. But one thing I know uh, Major League Baseball has talked about, and one thing I would like to see when MLS comes is it's fine if you don't pump it into the, the stadium. I think I think the players would like that extra maybe energy, but I'm not sure it would work so well. But one thing that you could do is have a little, you could pump the background noise, fan noises, just random noises into the broadcast of yeah, the games. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, that would make the experience for the viewer, you know, at mm-hmm. home watching it on TV significantly better just to have a little bit. Like you're not fooling anybody with the empty stands. I know there's even, there's even been some talk, and I think it was in Major League Baseball, is having you know, what, regardless of how they do it, virtual reality or whatever, actually, like if they were panning the stands, you'd actually see simulated crowds in the stands and they'd have the simulated, you know, crowd noise into the broadcast. I think that could work. And I think it would make the viewer experience that much better. Sure. Um, Obviously it's not going to. By the way, by the way, sidebar, there's a, uh, there is, as we record right now, there is actually an, a Bundesliga game going on right now. I'm watching. Um, at halftime, yeah, Bayern Munich is currently beating Eintracht Frankfurt two 0 Frankfurt oh. um, uh, at halftime. Frankfurt has Frankfurt has not looked sharp coming out of the gate here. And actually, Frankfurt they and I think I brought it up last podcast. Frankfurt is just not doing well this season at all. In fact, they went into the force break of the coronavirus kind of slipping. They had lost. I couldn't. 
I mean, it was like five or six. It was something bad. And they kind of needed a break. But, I mean, coming out of the break, they're not doing so well. That being said, they, yeah. you know, they've had to play Bayern. And they played uh, Borussia Maybach last weekend, I think it was. So, t- you know, top teams that they're having to play. But, yeah, they, uh, they're not looking too good. So. Isn't Frankfurt Johnny's team? It is. It is. Yeah, um, we got to get Johnny in there. explains so. why he's not even attempting to join us today. No, he doesn't want to. <laughs> well, he's that, Frankfurt lose. You know, but, so yeah, we talked. We talked about yeah. So we're all kind of watching the games. I mean, I've watched um, watched them last week and uh, just excited to see him come back. So I mean, yeah. so, and yeah. watching him a little bit this week. Obviously, it's going on as we speak. But I mean, we know Johnny's behind Frankfurt. Do you? Are any of you guys? I like me personally. I can say that I, you know, thanks to our friend John, uh, the Bundesliga is, is always in my kind of mind. But I can't. I never had been say a fan of any particular team in the Bundesliga. No. Uh, I, I enjoy it. It's a, an exciting league to watch when you do. And fortunately, Fox Sports won, and you know they cover the Bundesliga, so they do get good coverage over here, which is nice. It, it's an exciting league to watch. I just haven't really gotten behind any particular team. I, I follow Dortmund, um, I, and I, when I say follow, it, that's loosely. Um, it's... It, I think it is a lot more exciting league than uh, Premier League. Um, however, I haven't had the ability to to watch them as much as I'd like like to watch them. So for me, it's pretty loose. Um, I know I watched last week, and now this week I did not watch because honestly, I was really weirded out by the whole situation. So <laughs> I have the very crowd situation, or um, so I didn't even watch the whole match last week. Um, I ended up turning it off and like the. 70th 80th minute something like that uh so for me personally when we look back at at uh mls i'm gonna have uh, i might have a hard time watching loons quite honestly it's just weird to me i don't i don't like the situation i don't like how it's playing out but um you know maybe that says something about me being a poor fan i don't know no but just, I, just, I just need the atmosphere. I just yeah. feel like it. Yeah. Like no, yeah. Watching a legends game or something, you know, they're not, yeah. it doesn't look like they're putting everything into it. No. Um, you know, it just, uh, it feels weird. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. you know, last weekend I, I was starving to watch. I mean, I, I, I think I mentioned, I watched, I've been watching Korean baseball, not live at, at one in the morning, but I'll watch the broadcast. You know, ESPN does a great job of broadcasting remotely and, um, just starving for live sports. So when the Bundesliga came back last week and I was extremely excited and I think, yeah, I, I only wish I was be, you know, could really get behind a team. I don't know that that's going to happen in such a short time, you know, and saying whether they got most eight games left. So it might be hard to get a little bit behind, but I think when MLS comes back, even in a tournament format, I'll be all over it. I mean, I think I'll be, I think, yeah. I think my excitement level is going to be maybe a little higher than yours, David, but, and I know it, it's going to be weird, but I think just a team, like the loons that I can get behind it. I'm looking forward and to it. I'm just a pessimist Absolutely. anyway, so I, I yeah. immediately go negative for everything. So, you know. Yeah. Sure. sure. <laughs> a little bit. Um, my favorite Bundesliga team is Juventus. Oh, that's right. That's Serie A. Oh. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. That's Serie A. Uh. Yeah. Which, uh, which they are coming potentially coming back yeah. along with France, France. They're coming back. I think Spain's coming back. England. Um, England they're all coming back online. Uh, yeah, in it, Europe, it's, so. it's going to take a little time. Like I don't has the EPL, have they even started training? Because I think, I mean, you, yeah. you do see it in these games. These, I know, I don't know the matchups haven't been great, but like, you know, there's enough, these teams, you can tell they aren't sharp. They aren't, they aren't at, 
top form, obviously. And no. so I think the EPL saw that. And I think I saw something that, you know, I, whether maybe it was some of the more of the players being a bit vocal, but a lot of them seem to think they need seven, six to seven weeks of training mm-hmm. before they can get yeah. back into competitive games. So it could be well, yeah. well into July before they do start up. And uh, well, I, I know Chelsea's training. Okay. So maybe it's limited based on, you know, government I, restrictions. I, 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 well, and, and England has kind of been, I mean, Boris, what's his name? Is Boris Johnson? Yeah. Boris Johnson. Yeah, he's been kind of the open things and not really closing things. So he's been kind of the Trump of England a little bit. And so, he, I mean, he really great. is. He basically has been. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, he's let things kind of open up. And so they're going to be able to do stuff like that. Unfortunately, here we have 50 those governors kind of opening up to the idea of sports, obviously mm-hmm. in a controlled environment, no, you know, without fans, but they've been open to the idea of sports coming back. And I think, I don't know where, why that is. Maybe it's pressure from outside influences, but I, I, I as a sports fan, I think it's nice to see that at least uh, most of the governors are open to allowing sports to return. I think as a sports fan, everybody's excited about that. Well, it's I, the, un- yeah. the, the unknown is a little, you know, it's a little unsettling still, but at least, you know, people are kind of getting on the same page of maybe seeing it happen. That's, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks here when we start getting these things kind of kinks worked out. Major League Baseball, them, they're, the owners and the uh, players are not agreeing at all about salaries right now. Um, I think MLS is a little different because the salaries aren't as big as Major League Baseball is. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, let's talk about Connor. Do you have history? Uh, I have a little bit. Yeah. I couldn't enter it all, but I think I got a little backup source here. So, uh, do you just want me to do the last week this time? Cause it, I know it ran a little long last time. Yeah. Just do the last um, week. We need to, Alrighty. before we get started though, at some point we need to find the, like a intro to your history report, a little bit of a today yeah. in Minnesota soccer history or well, something like that, you know? <laughs> This day in Minnesota soccer history. I'll have to, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of reasons I like the segment, but one of them is just hearing the uh, the throwback team names in the old yeah. uh, the older leagues. Yeah. It's always exciting. That's right. Yeah. All right. So I'll just do the last uh, the last few here. Um. Okay. So we're we'll start on the seventeenth, uh, nineteen seventy eight. The kicks won against the Vancouver Whitehaps. White White Caps three two nice, and then uh, in nineteen eighty the Kicks lost a shootout at the Rochester Lancers after playing to a nil nil draw. The Lancers, um, that was a new one for us. The Lancers, that is a new one. Yeah, eighteenth. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Uh, nineteen seventy seven. The Kicks win at Team Hawaii three one. Team Hawaii. I did not know Hawaii even had a team. They couldn't come up with a better name than Team Hawaii. Like <laughs> it's the Team Hawaii, yeah. like the Alohas or the Luau's or something like that. Hawaii, it's Team Hawaii. Rainbow Warriors. Do we exactly. do we know? But do we know they play in Hawaii? Maybe I mean they're out of North Dakota or something. They're just <laughs> I don't. You mean, I don't, we don't know that. All right. And live from Mandan, North Dakota, it's Team Hawaii. No, that doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> 
1979, uh, May 18th, kicks win at the San Diego Soccers, 2-1. Uh, 1981, the kicks win at the Calgary Boomers, 2-1. That's a new one. Uh, 1986, the Strikers win game four of the Indoor Soccer League Championship Series against the San Diego Soccers, 4-3, and they took a 3-1 series lead on that day. Um, <clears throat> then we'll move on to the 19th. Uh, 1976, the Kicks inaugural season, they beat uh, the St. Louis Stars, 2-0. And then in 1984, when the Strikers were still, were still playing outdoors, uh, they lost, to the Chica- lost at the Chicago Sting, 2-1. Uh, May 20th, 1979, the Kicks lo- lose versus the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Um, this was before the Strikers obviously moved to Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was 4-1. And then in 1981, the Kicks uh, lose against the Chicago Sting, uh, 5-2. Uh, May 21st, the Kicks win against the Chicago Sting, 3-1 in 1978. Uh, and then... They, in 1980, they lost a shootout against the Memphis Rogues after playing to a nil-nil draw. And then in 1986, Strikers lost Game 5 of the Championship Series at the San Diego Soccers, 7-4. And the series lead uh, was cut to 3-2, uh, Strikers still winning the series. Um, the 22nd, 1977, the Kicks win against the Portland Timbers, 1-0. And then we've got uh, 1986, uh, May 23rd, which is today. Uh, Strikers lose game six of the championship series against the San Diego Soccers, 6-3, and the series gets tied at 3-3. Now we're going to go to a little bit more recent. I didn't have time to get all of uh, the Thunder stats in there, so I'm going straight to the stars here. <clears throat> May, what am I doing? The seventeenth. Okay, uh, May twenty second, two thousand ten. Uh, Miami FC beats the Minnesota Stars in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, then we've got. So we're moving on to two thousand eleven. Uh, we've got May eighteenth. Minnesota Stars beat uh, the Puerto Rico Islanders in at the. At the National Sports Center, 2-0. Puerto Rico Islanders, huh? Wow. The Puerto Rico Islanders. That's another one of those, yep. uh, you know, poorly thought out names. Better than Team Hawaii, though, I think. Yeah. And right. I, I, I will be, I will just real quick, because I was so curious, I'm sure everybody is, that Team Hawaii, yeah. they did play out of Hawaii. They actually played in Aloha Stadium. That's where they oh. have the Pro Bowl now to this day. But uh, yep. they only played one NAS, NASL season in 77. That's because their, their team name sucked. Well, yes, they, 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 they do. They, they don't actually cite the team name. They just cite, uh, the, obviously, the high travel costs, lower attendance. But they actually oh, yeah. became, right. they became the uh, Tulsa Roughnecks the following year in 78. Oh, I didn't know that. So I didn't you know, either. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. Tulsa Roughnecks, that works. Yeah. I mean, yep. Well, and that's been a much more successful franchise. So. Team Hawaii yeah. works, yep. too, considering they're from Hawaii. Yeah, but that's just it's like it's like a throwaway name. Yep. It's like, hey, what yeah. do you want to name to be? Uh, the Team Hawaii. We're from Hawaii. We're a team. There we go. You, 
Well, it was it was. It's a- almost like they didn't have enough money to make a, a team name in the budget. They had to oh. co- use all that money for travel costs it's across right. the ocean. It might have been. Right. And the funny thing, what the f- funny thing is, and just I'm just looking at the Wikipedia site here, but they they remain, of course, the only major professional soccer team to play in Hawaii, and they're only one of two professional sporting teams to play out of Hawaii. The other being, of course, the Hawaiians that played in the WFL in the seventy four seventy five season. The Hawaiians. So, oh yes. Yeah. So I don't know if Hawaii that's any, Hawaiians. Yeah. So I don't know if that's any better. I could be I like now. Now, now that you say it, Team Hawaii, that actually sounds that has a little better ring to it than the Hawaiians. Team Hawaii, but how about I, the Hawaii know, coconuts or something? Come on. You no, know, it's very yeah. you rah rah. Team Hawaii, go Hawaii. Uh, the Hawaii Hawaii magma or something. Yeah, like that. or the Hawaii yeah. waves. I don't know something. The there you go. It, it took took us all of thirty seconds to come up with three better names. So I yeah, don't know what happened. there you go, so, dude. <laughs> put me in the marketing department. Uh, surfers, you can even call them surfers. Yes. All right. The Stars, uh, May twenty third, two thousand eleven. The Stars lose against the FC Edmonton, which I think was the Flyover Cup back in the day. Wasn't that the one I mentioned? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, last that was mm-hmm. the white. We're getting an agreement from Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Nice. And if Corey agrees, then it means it's right. All right. Um, 2012, May 20th, Stars beat Fort Lauderdale Strikers uh, 3-1 in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, 2013, um, we've got May 18th, the United – that's uh, United's first season as Minnesota United. Mm. Um, they lose – against the Tampa Bay Rowdies that day, May 18th. Um, Then we've got 2014. Was Joe Cole Uh, part of that Rowdy, that Tampa Bay team by that point? Sorry, uh, Joe Cole. Sorry, uh, Chelsea reference. Joe Cole. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know. Okay. That's a good question. I can't remember when he played for them. Okay. I didn't know he played for the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Yeah. I always, I always liked him when he played for England. Um, we've got May uh, May 19th. Uh, Minnesota United beat the Fort Lauderdale Strikers 3-1 in 2014. Uh, 2015, we've got May 16th. Uh, United beat the Indy 11 3-1. Um, and that's 2015 in Indianapolis. And then uh, May 23rd, 2015, Minnesota United beat the Jacksonville Armada 3 2. I don't know if Jacksonville had any more teams. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> 2016, we've got uh, United went to the Indy 11 and lost 4 2. And now we're moving into the MLS season in 2017. And just before you get there, just for David's benefit, uh, Joel Cole played with the Rowdies in 2016 through 2018. Good job, Corey. But not in that 2013 uh, season that I think Colin brought up. I gotcha. That's cool. Uh, May 21st, 2017, United lost against the LA Galaxy uh, 2-1. I was at that game. Were you guys at that game? Uh, I might, I might have been. 
I don't know. And Ramirez scored against the Galaxy. I went to I went to a couple games with you, David, at the TCF Bank. Yeah. And I thought Dave and I went to one or two games together at TCF. Yeah, I've been to quite a few. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, 2018, uh, May 20th, United tied with Sporting Kansas City, uh, 1-1. And then we'll, we will move on to last year. Uh, which the stat of the day is uh, May 18th, United beat Columbus Crew 1-0. And there's your Minnesota soccer history for the day. That's right. Awesome. Um, let's keep on the soccer talk. I, we had a little, we had a little uh, discussion on the uh, text messaging about uh, uniforms. Now, is MLS.com, it was MLS.com came out with the uniform yeah, they, bracket. They their uh, favorite uniform in their collection or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so then I said we could obviously expand it to other sports because we're not, we're not corporate stooges. No, of course mm-hmm. not. I thought. Oh, well, I thought you were talking about the all-time jersey bracket that uh, they. Had oh yeah, that was something on. different. Which we, I think we lost. Yeah. Or we're, no, no, we just, no, we're still in. We're we, in the top eight. We just it was the round of sixteen. I think the results just finished last night or this morning, and they it was yeah. it was it was nineteen ninety six L A Galaxy versus twenty twenty, and it was it was a it, I mean the final results basically say it was fifty fifty. Yeah. Although yeah, but, see, but then Nick so now is, we're against Seattle's black jersey, which is the. Nick says we lost Adam right now. It just says it's. A and Nick says Nick says we can't beat those fuckers. So so we so we we lost to Seattle right. in the round of eight. Or we're eight, we're eight. we're losing. They, I think it oh ends losing. Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I haven't voted yeah. yet. I'll vote. So mm. and, uh, yeah, you should probably do that because we're yeah yeah. I wanna, what's amazing, I guys? That. What's amazing is we come up with this jersey, which is a fantastic new it jersey, is. and we make it to the round of eight or sixteen or whatever. And that just shows you that we could have had a great jersey all along. They just put their flipping minds oh, right. to it and did it. I mean, you know? right here. See, this is... Yeah. The vote That's is it. It looks, it looks like the voting eight. is done. The vote mm. is over. That's what Nick says. Yeah. Thanks to Nick. Looks like the voting is done. So Seattle. So did you guys get jerseys? Did you bring them to show or did you just want to say them? I have no. one now, and are we going to allow it for other sports? Because I unfortunately yeah, yeah. do not. I, I I I don't wear a lot of jerseys. I just I, I did when I was younger, but I don't like wearing jerseys as much anymore. I don't know the reason, but I do have a handful of jerseys in my collection. But I don't. I have the one original uh, MLS twenty seven twenty seventeen MLS United jersey, but that wouldn't be my favorite. But it, so mm. so if we can expand it to other sports, yeah. then yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to participate. Is it the home one or the away one that you have? The the home one, the white. Is that the, yeah, the home one? That's the, the away one. Oh, it's the away one. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, the really boring one. I'm sorry, yeah. boys, but but that I, is that actually is. I'm sorry, to Tony, to interrupt, but that I mean that's another thing about jerseys. I'm kind of like that is my style. Boring. Like I like the boring ones. I don't yeah. like the flashy jerseys for some reason. I just oh. like. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite uh, U.S. men's national team or nas- U.S. national team in general is the 2010 um, white jersey, just because it's very, very plain. Yeah. I mean, it's got, oh, I mean, yeah. it's got the, it's got the, you know, it's got the, the U.S. logo here, and it's got the Nike, and it's got kind of a light sash, I'll call it, yeah. going across. But it's very plain. Yeah. 
it's very plain, but I still like it just because of its simplicity. The ones where they get, you know, a little crazy. It's, I don't know. They aren't my favorites. Yeah. yeah. So the baby blues, the baby blues from the Minnesota twins back in the day, still one of my favorites, yeah. which I have a Burt Blavengers at where every once in a while. And then Corey is not in. Yes. Yeah. See baby blues. Yeah. And then of yeah. course you have to go back. There are some great, great NBA jerseys guys. And oh, yeah. Pistons from back in the nineties, two thousands with the horse and the whole deal there. That's a great Jersey. Uh, the Nuggets and the Utah Jazz had some great jerseys back in the day. I think Utah had one with the mountains on the front. I mean, they were all just classic jerseys. And the Timberwolves, too, had some great jerseys back in the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I, have, I should have collected that one for mine. I have a an authentic Charlotte Hornets Larry Johnson jersey. Oh, yes. The, the blue yes. with the stripes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I should have totally it. grabbed that one. Wow. Looking for the yeah. jerseys. Got to love so, it. So uh, a few uh, a few weeks ago, ESPN actually ranked the NBA uh, top jerseys of all time. And the, the number one was, of course, the Lakers uh, yeah. from the 19... 19- uh, they wore it from 1978 to 1999. Well, yeah, it's, it's Magic classic Lakers jerseys are always going to win. Them yeah. and the Celtics, I mean, they're, they're jerseys that they don't change. I mean, they've never done anything crazy with those jerseys because they're so classic. Um, but they'll always win because they're the Lakers. Yeah. So did anyone Lakers bring theirs to show? I, you know, I did bring one, um, and it, you know, I mentioned how I like simple jerseys, and like Tony, if you're talking about a Twins jersey, I my my favorite was like the uh, Dog I, I don't know Dog the barking. throwback the throwback '65 jerseys off white kind of you know mm-hmm. that they used to wear on Sundays, like because that's yeah. a simpler jersey. The blue, although it works, I think you know there was a lot of light blue jerseys in that era. I think the Twins jersey does work, but um, yeah, again, Mike, and I'm going purely off my collection. So I mean, I have. United jersey, I have U.S. men's national team jersey, um, and I have a Gophers football jersey, but I don't have many. I the one that I like the most, and I brought it with us here just so I could show it, is it's not even a United States jersey. It's uh, a jersey I picked up in Ireland, and I wear it about once a year. It's the uh, it's a Irish national. It's the Irish rugby jersey, national oh. team jersey from I think circa twenty. 08 or something like that, 2008. I wear it uh, once a year on St. Patty's Day. In fact, I think I wore it for our 50, our uh, St. Patty's Day recording at 56. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's the one I enjoy wearing the most because it's fairly unique and looks good. Uh, The new, oh, Corinne, I just got the new Forward Madison kit. Oh, really? Yeah, I almost wore. Yeah, it's I, a pretty almost, sweet. It's a pretty sweet. Uh, they're sweet, yes, but I think we. I, I have an issue with Ford Madison because they jumped to Chicago. I almost so. wore my Ford Madison T-shirt today that I picked up when we uh, went there last year in May. So here's what Pretty. kills me. Here's what kills me, guys. So you guys go out to do the podcast for Madison. My 11 year old at the time gets kidney stones, right. so I can't go. And I'm like, great, we can go this year. Like COVID happens. And then, of course, we hear the announcement that they're actually going to be aligned with Chicago now. So right. it's like, well, there goes that, you know. So I actually. Well, now, wait a minute. Too. To be fair, that doesn't mean we can't go out to well, Madison. Yeah. And, it, and because it was a wonderful experience and that 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 club is doing it right. And I just yeah. want to see them succeed. So I, I would go back, even though they're 
associated with Chicago. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'd love to go, I'd love to get out there like you guys did, but um, <laughs> it's, I can't believe they went with Chicago. I just, I just don't understand that. That's yeah, a shorter but, drive time. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I cheated up. and got two. This mm. is my soccer one. Mm. Oh, nice. This is your Drogba Ivory Coast jersey. Wow. Um, I can't wear this anymore. If I did, I would not get it off. I've got to ask, oh. like, so, you know, we talked, like, just so I'm, just to put it in perspective here. So my jersey collection, if you want to call it that, I have, like, four jerseys. Well, how big is your collection, Dave? I have a dresser drawer full of jerseys, full of wow. soccer jerseys. Yeah. So I think I you might have offered at, at some point, but maybe, uh, yeah, maybe I should, I should, uh, if, if any of them are for sale, maybe we'll have to, uh, I'll have to think about that. Ooh. So this one, World Series jersey, Blue Jays, Paul Molitor. Oh, Paul Molitor. Oh, yes. Oh, um, I'm not fantastic. an, I'm actually not a Blue Jays fan. I'm a massive Paul Molitor fan. Yes, um, I love so Paul Molitor. He, he left jump ship to the from Milwaukee to the Blue Jays. Um, I that was on my list for his World mm. Series jersey. So that's nice. That's my favorite jersey of all. Paul I'm actually pretty pissed because I don't wear it that often, and it gets stuck in a tub, plastic tub, and somehow there's a rust stain on the sleeve. How that happened? Not really sure how that happened. Uh, can you, but, David? Can you unmute Connor? I think his dog's done barking now. Oh, why? I didn't even mute him to begin with. Well, how did he? Get did, oh, can did he mute himself? There is a Connor. Mute did button. you mute yourself? Oh, there you go. Um, Unmute yourself. You know, yeah, you can. You can't. It's it's a struggle in these this day and age with the dealing with these Zoom it? meetings. There he is. There we go. There you go. And we we enjoy dog barking because we get that in every episode. Yeah, anyway. Yes. So, if we had fine. a baby crying, we we'd be. Uh, It'd be yeah, right up there in our normal podcast. Right. Yeah, so. Sometimes I feel well, like hold on. I could probably get that, hat, get that to happen. <laughs> yeah, David's got a David's got a kid. Come on, bring him down. Yeah, I'm I'm um, actually wearing my favorite one. It's the uh, the United Training Pride jersey uh, Ooh, that they got. Nice. That's a nice jersey. Over there, mm-hmm. I I love this one. Um, but yeah, I grew up uh, collecting jerseys of all kinds. Like I have a I have an old college basketball one from uh, when I went to Winona State. And I have a few wild jerseys. Um, I have uh, a bunch of soccer jerseys, a bunch of football jerseys, mostly Packer. Um, we've got, uh, yep. <laughs> uh, we've got my, I think my favorite one of all time is probably the one I'm wearing, but uh, I've got an old uh, one that has a special place in my heart. I have an old, like, 90s Manchester United jersey uh, for David Beckham. Mm. It's an away jersey. It's like the dark navy blue away jersey that was sponsored by Sharp Digital. And uh, it's it holds a special place in my heart. So it's, uh, it's, nice. it's a cool one. Nice. All right. So, um, Corey, yeah. you have taken the time out, taken your time out of the day to join us. So, uh, you obviously probably don't have one on hand because we didn't tell anybody else. <laughs> but what would your what is your top jersey? Um, so my top jersey, and I actually don't own it, is the 2006 Arsenal kit. The the hmm. current color, the the maroon O2 
Oh yeah, I remember that one. Get from their last season yeah. at Highbury. Yeah. Okay. Cool. As far oh as yeah, the mar- that's like the, yeah. the full-on oh, the- maroon one, not like the sleeves are white, right? It's- Correct. Yeah. And it's, it's got kind of like the uh, if I'm I'm just looking it up real quick. It's it's kind of like the my the, the the rugby jersey that I showed. It's got the oxygen uh, logo right on front. Yeah. O two. Yeah. Oh yeah. So soccer jersey. That's my. And then I'm a, I, like like Dave. I'm a big fan of the '65 off white twins. You know, Calibru jersey yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, I was happy to see they brought those back, and they still wear those, mm-hmm. Tony. Right, the uh, the off color, the off white '65 throwback. Oh yeah, they were still wear those, and, and, and Nick is itching to show his. Mm. Oh, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, Nick, show it. Yeah, this is uh, so Reading is my team in England, and this is oh, my. Redding, this is actually yeah. my only. Yeah. My only current kit that my nice. uh, I have family. Or extended family over there, and they always come to visit and always bring something Reading related. And I got a kit last year from nice. he's not my brother-in-law, but I just call him that. And yeah, but if I'm going to go with any other jerseys, the always the Brewers throwback pinstripes. Oh, those are good. Yeah, I like those. Such a Sterling approves. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a big Brewers fan, but I will. I like some of their jerseys. They're good. And, you know, to completely derail, the fact that they brought back the original logo permanently this season, Mm -hmm. uh, I think is the reason why COVID happened. Because (laughs) every baseball fan on the planet loved that MB logo. Mm -hmm. And every Brewer fan has always wanted it back. And the very season they bring it back, we don't have a season. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Much like the wing kit. Yeah, the like the wing the kit, wing man. Kit, yeah. The wing kit comes on. Everybody's excited about it, and then we lose the season. <laughs> Bullshit. So, <laughs> so we do have one more MLS thing to talk about. That's the development league. Oh, that's right. Yes, development league. Sure. Uh, you know, since the USSF strangely decided to do away with the development academy. Yeah, what the hell is that? You know, you would think you know, well, our size with the amount of players we have mm-hmm. available, they would want the federation would want to somehow develop soccer. You know, that would seem like an obvious uh, thing, but whatever reason they decided to do away with it. Um, and maybe this story is why they did, I guess, I suppose. Um, That's what I was going to bring up. Maybe they knew so, this was coming. Yeah. MLS decided to pick up basically all, I think it was all of the, DA teams. Yep. Um, and move them into a a development academy league. Mm-hmm. So there's 95 teams. Um, and uh, so we have two in two in Minnesota. Two Minnesota. Shattuck, St. Mary's, and what's the one? Is it well, the Loons, Denver? of course. But oh, yeah. it's, it would be yeah, M and What is the, is the Loons the second one? I don't even. I don't, yeah, yeah. Is their it, youth? Yeah? Okay. Would be part of their youth We're academy. At least okay. one. Uh, but we got Shattuck St. Mary's, so which is good. Yeah, and Shattuck is obviously mm-hmm. like creme de la creme, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually know someone whose son plays for Shattuck, which is pretty cool. Um, but so this is it's an interesting, it's an interesting setup. There's a lot of criticism about it because it's not big enough. And how are you going to get all these teams to be able to play each other when there's you know 500 miles between some of them? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But I think personally, I look at it from perspective of we've we've done such a shitty job at developing soccer in this country that oh. I guess it can't hurt. Yeah, well, I I definitely look at it as a plus. I mean, there, there's there's a couple things that I I think I think it's I think this is a move in the positive direction. There's a couple reasons why. I mean, first of all, it does you know if you're talking about developing and identifying talent, the one one of the key things that it does is it takes for most people it takes the kind of financial barrier away. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it clears that as far as identifying talent. Like you don't have to. You know, it's not like pay to play where. You, you know, it just makes it easier for everyone to be involved and to be identified. And then what I, I kind of liken it to, it's different because when you talk about baseball, there, it's not development, so to speak, but you ha- you're going to end up with basically these regional all-star games, basically. And that's what Little League essentially is. You go from city to, you know, town to city to county to region, mm-hmm. and you just develop these players and you have coaches along that whole line that are looking for their, their best players from the lo- most local level. And then it just moves up into this regional kind of all-star game format. I don't think they'd use those words to describe it, but that's essentially what happens. So talent can come up through that system, regardless of your you know financial background. Like you're, these players are going to be able to be identified easier. That's, I think, one of the reasons that this is a good thing. Well, again, we're starting off a totally new thing in development. So we've, we've, we've taken two steps back, you know, we'll make, it seems like development in the United States with soccer has always taken one step ahead and two steps back. We don't know what the heck we're doing. There's no like general, like cohesion to it. And maybe this will be it. Maybe this is the the new thing that we're all going to, it's going to move us forward in developing players in the United States, but it, you know, it's who knows. There's a Paul song about taking one step forward, two steps back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. opposite track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good. I mean, that that's the good way to put it, Tony. I mean, it. it I I believe it's better. Is it perfect? No. Like you said, we oh. have two. We have two development than academies essentially in the state, um, but it's still heavily heavily biased. Say on the West Coast, I think California alone has. I I, I don't off the top of my head out of the 94, 95 academies. I think they have maybe close to maybe not a quarter of them, but 20%, 15, 20% of them. So it's still in the East coast. Of course it's heavily biased, but here in flyover country, it makes it definitely, it still makes it a little more difficult to, to move up the ranks and be identified, but it's, it's gotta be better. It looks like California is 18. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they should, I mean, the population of course is huge. So, you know, we have, our population is 5 million 5.5 5.5 million people I and mean, two academies for me, it seems about the, about right. Mm-hmm. You're not going to put an academy up in Northern Minnesota cause they play hockey. So right. that's you know, and ultimately that's going to, it's, it's got room to grow. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I agree. I think it's, it's probably a good thing. I think uh, with the shit show that the Federation is, yeah. I, I can't disagree with getting it, getting development out of there. Um, you know, and then you have USL, who also is starting up their um, their development academy program, and you know, and USL and MLS have a quasi okay relationship uh, between mm-hmm. them. So, you know, I think it's it's a it's a better it's a better system. I would still like to see them really develop 
into a, a system where, you know, financial barriers are completely removed. The teams are bearing the burden of cost for all of this. They're finding player, going out and finding these players, mm-hmm. bringing them in, educating them, yep. training them. I mean, I'd, I'd really like to see that. Um, and maybe this is a good start to that. But think I, about it. Think about it, David. I mean, since the World Cup was here in, was it 92? 94. Right? Yeah. 94. Okay, 94. Uh, 94, the World Cup's here, which starts basically the MLS, right? At that point, you should have had a plan in place to grow and develop kids to be in soccer. Yep. And we, it seems like we've never had like a cohesive plan to do that in that, you know, over 20 years of MLS being. And it, but, you know, and that was that was FIFA, though. You know, they just saw the money and decided, yeah. Yeah. hey, we'll we'll give it to uh, we'll uh, we'll give it to MLS and. You know, and then soccer just start making money in the U.S. You know, it's been a shit show. I mean, we have you have so many sports that you're competing against in the United States. I mean, in Europe, you're not competing against basketball, baseball, football, hockey, pretty much. You are competing a little bit, but soccer is the main sport in those places. In the United States, you're already behind the eight ball. You had NFL, MLB, NBA. You had them all sitting here. And NHL. So to come into this and not have a cohesive plan, you were never going to be get those players to kind of grow into what you needed them to be. Yeah, right. The only reason MLS has become what it is is because we've gone outside of the United States. We've gone to places like Brazil, Argentina, gotten players from down there and brought yeah. them up here. We need to be having our own guys here. We need to get some – talent the next it's not like we don't have them we no, don't we, yeah. we have them i know dallas's academy is usually pretty good with their homegrown uh programs yep. down there and uh you know you have those couple clubs around the country that are making headway but we're still nothing compared to like the the academy that sir alex ferguson had at manchester united um yeah and that's and i think you know obviously you're both right i i agree with both of you but uh, it's it, that needs to change. Soccer right now, yeah. when the when the World Cup came to came in '94, they wanted soccer to make money and not so much worry about the development. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I just think yeah, it's hard to say. Like I, I wonder like if we were if I mean they you know when the U.S. Soccer Development Academy closed, they didn't cite you know we're going to be moving on to this better and improved system. It you know they kind of basically cited the you know, unprecedented, unprecedented circumstances that we are in, you know, specifically citing COVID-19 and the financial strains that they had to close. Like, I don't know, maybe they knew that, um, you know, MLS was going to step up in that, in that departure. But I just wonder, you know, I, I just don't see, I, I just see, I don't know how much it's going to change, but I mean, at least with the MLS backing, you'd think it could get stronger with the 26 clubs and maybe 28 and sooner than later. Yeah. I mean, just with that financial backing that this, the Deve- development Academy can get better. I hope and that's so. That's how I look at it. I hope so. Because I, one of my biggest things, and I've talked about this on this podcast before is having homegrown players who come from Minnesota play on a Minnesota team. Mm-hmm. I know David laughs about it all the time, but it's true. You get behind those guys because they're from Minnesota. That's why people get behind Adam Thielen on the Vikings. That's why I think people get behind Finley for Minnesota because for the loons, because 
he is technically from here, but he's from Wisconsin, but we'll fight about that. But I mean, you need those guys to come up because your fan base like loves those guys. I mean, look at Joe Mauer. Yeah. I mean, Joe Mauer for the Twins, picking him. Dave and I traveled down to the, the Quad Cities to watch Joe Mauer play in a minor league game back in the day. Yeah. I would I would never do that if if it was our first round draft pick was some guy from Texas. Yeah. But it was yeah. Joe Mauer from Creighton Durham Hall. Well, yeah, and you know another, you know, and, and exactly. Let's bring it back to the loons. I mean, you know, there's Fred em- Fred Emmings from you yeah. know, St. Paul. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. it could be year, y- it could be years before we see them actually play mm-hmm. for the loons. But at least you know that you know they're identifying local talent, and <laughs> yeah. developing yeah. that. So yeah, that's true. Um, so academy stuff. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I, I'm hopeful, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be too excited yet. Um, I just got a text from my sister-in-law. She must be watching on Facebook because she said, uh, watch yourself with the drinking today because we got trivia at 7 o'clock tonight. <laughs> so she's seen me drinking um, already. I did get a, I did crack a new beer, guys. I cracked I one from Luplin. Luplin, it's called Fashion Mullet. Yeah. Nice. Well, well, I'm just happy to hear that uh, Lupin, Lupulin's being well-represented. Uh, and after, yeah. Big I did... I did forget to show my glass that I'm drinking out of today. It is the I like beer from here glass. Is that the one you drank from last week? Last week too. It might have yeah. been. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, I like the. I also have a shirt. Yeah. yeah. So and this is good. This is a. I think this is an IPA. Um, doesn't say on the can what it is, but I believe it's an IPA. But I just bought it because I liked the whole the guy on the front. I mean, come on, who doesn't like? Yeah, that's fantastic. Look at his goatee with the Lupulin symbol as his little uh, beard there. Without the goatee, he might look a little bit like uh, what's his name? Um, the uh, motivational speaker from Saturday Night Live. Um, Oh, Matt Matt Foley. Foley. That's his name. Yeah. Let's. Let's. I don't want to. I used to do a great impression of Matt Foley. I'm not going (laughs) to do it now. One of these times, I will. But uh, I'm a big Matt Foley fan. But uh, yeah. Uh, it's a great beer, though. I mean, Lupulin, great beers. So we've got on the podcast, we've got Iyer, we've got Lupulin, we've got some Tater, what is it, Tater Salt? Tater Salt. Tater Salt. Uh, Dave had uh, Lupulin, didn't you? Yes, I did. Lupulin, I, I had the CVP, the, the oh. chocolate peanut butter porter. And actually, as long as we're talking about new beers, I think I'm drinking one that a lot of you will recognize. Fair State. Fair State. Very cool. And if you don't, yeah, it's the Fair State Palais. And we were, mm-hmm. you know, we last, we recorded at Fair State back uh, it was July, I believe. But, um, mm-hmm. and actually Fair State was the last brewery I was at before, you know, uh, the the shutdown basically occurred. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so it means. Yeah, Cool. And Connor, we had yours was from Head Flyers. Yes, and so I have I have actually cracked a new beer too, uh, one that I have not tasted yet. I just cracked it like a few seconds ago, but it's from Inbound. It's called Hazy Shades. Oh, it's a good beer. Oh, look at that action! Look at that guy. I, I really let's com- let's com- hold on. Let's com- let's compare guys all right, all right. here. Mullet guy. Uh, just com- just Hazy Shades. Combine the mullet, kind of combine the mullet and yeah. the goatee with the mustache. Yeah, yeah. That looks like a set. That looks like a seventies guy, though. Yeah, Ooh. it does a little bit. Oh, what was that one? Oh, a teaser and, for and Sterling. David, oh, like the Forgotten Star action. So uh, is that, a, Connor, is that, that available? What's that, Sterling? How's it taste? Well, it says it's a New England IPA, and I don't blame it. It's very New Englandy. Um, yeah. Very, like it. very malty. 
Uh, but it's good. I really like it. I'd never tried it before. Yeah. And then, so, oh, it says... Here, hold on a sec. It says... New England IPA featuring seven rounds of Amarillo, Citra, and Eldorado hops. Uh, a mouthfeel more pillowy than your bell bottoms and a citrusy hop profile. More flavorful than your disco suit. I have never read that description yeah. before. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Great. Yeah. Nice. Well, so well done. So, so I cracked the uh, from Forgotten Star. Nice. Um, you know, we had intended on getting out there again this year. Yes. Um, we, we were there, what, two, a month after they opened? Yeah, a month after they opened, we were yeah. out there. Yep. Well, so we were there essentially their opening weekend, not in not for the podcast, but uh, yeah. checking I mean, it rec- out. Yeah, recorded a month after. Where is mm-hmm. that one? This is Forgotten Star. It is their Ginger Lou Kettle Sour. Mm. Where is Forgotten Star? Yeah, con- it's Four just and a half percent alcohol. It's like nothing there. Mm-hmm. It is phenomenal. My bet. Um, I, Nick has been telling me at least half a dozen times i bet to try this and i haven't and so yesterday um i finally took off from work and went down there and and, uh got a can it is really good i I wish i would have gotten like three because now they're not available according to their online order it's gone so and just for uh connor's benefit forgotten star for people who don't know is it's just up the road from 56 brewing in i i'll I'll call it north i'd call it minneapolis but i think technically their address might be fridley but yeah it's 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 just up the road on on the river road from from 56 okay that's cool it's all fantastic it's it's actually in a new – the complex around there was built uh, a couple years ago. My company actually did all the electrical work on the complex around there. And they took – Forgotten Star took an old ammunition plant, I believe, yep. and turned it into a brewery. So it's very cool. I mean, it's it's a very cool place to go. Kind of tucked back in this whole three stacks commerce area. Um, but And the guys up there were super nice, and they had some great beers, and they got a great location. I mean, their building is – massive they yeah exa- so much room exactly and that's why i'm really and i hope we'll see when it comes but the the next phase of the reopening i mean that's just that's just another example of they have a lot of square footage in that place yeah. where not only could you fit more than 50 people you could fit more than 50 people in that place properly socially yeah. you know socially yeah. distances without a problem yeah, inside cool. and what's really sad is they planned on opening their new event center Mm-hmm. on may 1st mm-hmm. and so yep. you know, covid obviously got in yeah. the way um yeah they were gonna have they were gonna have concerts up there and stuff like that which is yeah they, awesome. they're doing weddings there too mm-hmm. or yeah. they were planning on I should that's say. awesome mm-hmm. um, i mean so, I, fortunately yeah. for them and it'll be interesting to see how they do it they do i i don't think like i look i'm looking but they don't necessarily have a patio per se i mean i think they have but they, they have do. a lot of they do but they definitely yep. have a lot of outdoor area that mm-hmm. they can use around, even in oh, their yeah. parking lot. I mean, yeah. so they, they yeah. might be able to get creative there. And you know, this uh, is one of those things that I, I I question. So they have this patio space, but then they have these huge garage doors that can be opened up. Mm-hmm. Now, what? why can't they open the garage doors and allow all that fresh air in 
and mm-hmm. allow people to congregate slightly inside. I mean, wouldn't that be pretty similar? Yeah, and you could put some yeah, kind of order be. up there with saying stay six feet away from the bar or something like that. It's well, it's not even it's and, not even that. Yeah. It's, it's not even it's it's away. it's the fact that and again, I think David agrees with me on this. I don't know how many people agree with us, David, but it's the fact that you let them open up. They have their own regulations. They've been told what to do. And if people don't feel safe going there, they won't right. go there. That's the thing, you know? It's, um, it, it's an interesting thing. I mean, because like who, like, I'm not like never step away from COVID for a minute, but like it's, the same, like health and safety is mm-hmm. extremely important to restaurants and, and breweries yeah. and everything because you know, you get one outbreak of, say, food poisoning or anything mm-hmm. else, and then their whole business can yep. go down That's just right. like that. So I don't – like, it's interesting. It's a really odd thing. Nobody mm-hmm. takes health and safety more serious than most restaurants. And, and, and so. you know, the, the reality is, is there's a lot of opportunity for cross-contamination in the service industry. Yep. Of I course mean, there is. Yeah. The, the fact that you're serving someone a glass, that glass gets – obviously gets touched to the face and then that gets transferred to somebody else who takes that glass and takes it somewhere else. And mm-hmm. that person then drops that glass off and takes it, takes the, whatever they just picked on up and on somewhere and on else. And on and, yeah. mm-hmm. and it, you know, I, I get it. I mean, there's, there is, um, it's definitely probably the, the most risky, um, industry there is. I mean, even when you think about clothing shops, you can easily keep distance from people. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not necessarily touching things. I suppose there are people who pick stuff up and look at it, but um, it's still, you know, the, the food, the brewery, the bar, it's, there's just so much opportunity to. There is. I mean, you can't get around that, um, which I think is one of the reasons why this, the state fair is not happening this year. Yeah. Um, we can't get around that. I know there's a lot of people online saying, well, just open it up to a certain amount of people. Well, it, right. you can't really. What, what's the reason for opening if there's only going to be like twenty five percent of the people? Exactly. There, right. You know? Yep. The reason you go to the fair. There's reasons you go to the fair. One is the food. Two for me is the beers, and three for me is the crowds. Yep. I, right. I as much as I hate crowds, I do love people watching, and uh, you know, I'd love to be out there. But well, you know, and I, I'm one of those people that. I've maybe even said this. I I don't like, I'm not a social person, but I like to be around people. Yeah. So I like, it's like people watching, you know, if I go to Mm -hmm. an away game watch party, people (laughs) have to like force me to interact with them because Mm -hmm. I just sit there and ignore everyone. Um, But it's like, I still like to be around people. And that's the big thing about the state fair. You know, a lot of people hate the crowds, but, I just, you know, even though I want to like stab at half the people that I interact with, yeah. um, I don't really mean that. Uh, <laughs> it, it, We're on a podcast here. <laughs> it's still like, <laughs> um, it, it's still just being around the people, people seeing how they interact, seeing yeah. the people get pissed off at parents who have their little kids. Yeah. And yeah. It's humorous to me. And I like seeing the social interaction. Yeah. Um, before we get into our funny story for the day. Um, I do want to say that uh, a couple of us on this podcast, myself, David, and Dave, we're supposed to be in New Ulm today uh, for our oh, friend shit. John Drewski's right. wedding. Um, so, 
So <laughs> we were supposed to be in New Orleans today. Of course, like I canceled. It's being pushed to next year. They did already get married. So I don't think I've said the podcast. Congratulations, John and Jenny. They did a small ceremony. But uh, we were all supposed to be down in New Orleans, partying it up at the uh, Best Western and uh, then going to, I think, the event center they were doing. Partying and having... up at the Best Western. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> like the... Thing. Well, it now, sounds funny. It sounds funny. It does. But if you, if, it does sound funny. But if you've been down there for Oktoberfest, like me and Nels have, it's a fun time. And I have too. Um, I've been down yeah. there. I was just going to say it's a nice, it's a nice facility. And, it's a nice place. And and Johnny was getting Shell's beer for oh, the yeah. reception, so I was excited. Me and Nels were very excited about that. Having Shell's beer, uh, not your regular wedding reception beer. Usually, you get like Bud Light or Miller mm-hmm. Light or McGolden Light. No, he was getting shells, which I was very excited yeah. about. Um, so, again, COVID, COVID strikes again. We are missing yeah. an event that would have been fantastic, but we'll do it again next year. It'll be great. Um, they're, John and Jenny are moving on, you know, with their lives, and they're already married, and they're having a great time. They biked like 40 miles yesterday. Wow. Yeah, 40 miles. I don't even. Yeah. They, they, I don't, yeah, I don't, Red Wing. Yeah, it was – no, it sounds like God. I wouldn't do that. No way. Red Wing from where? But, you know, um, where did they go from? They went to it, they went well, Red it Wing was to, their house to Red Wing. So uh, no, no. It, I think, oh, I think it, they drove. Was, they drove down yeah. somewhere. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, they yeah. went Red Wing to oh boy, out towards yeah. the river somewhere. We're uh, butchering it, but you know, yeah. John's gonna be so pissed that none of us know what he actually told us. <laughs> well, it was late. I don't remember. Yeah, I, don't I was drinking last night again. Right. You know? Yeah. Join the club. Um, yeah, exactly. So we do have one funny story today, and I think a lot of people already heard about it, but we're going to bring it up because it is a classic. Wait, before you do um, that, has- before you do that really quick, uh, I do want to give a shout out to Nick on this podcast. Uh, he's listening right now. He won our giveaway uh, last last podcast. Right. So uh, right. congratulations, Nick. Nick. He was the recipient of a $50 gift card to the lab. Uh, spend it wisely, my friend. Used it already? What's that? Has he used it already? You're on mute. <laughs> you can talk. Mm-hmm. No, he's muted. He's, oh, wait, you are muted. He's muted. Yeah. No, you muted yourself. I no, guess. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, and again, uh, Nick, congratulations. Uh, when we get this podcast up and running at a brewery at some point, uh, you're welcome to come out, join us on the podcast, be our guest. We'll buy you a beer or three and uh, talk with us about whatever you want to. And so, if you want to know what that's like, just ask Corey. Yeah, Corey's been yeah. numerous. Corey's been. I've been on once. Oh, one, yeah, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe twice. Corey, but yeah. Corey, just, Corey just pops up wherever we're at. We're like, oh, we're going to be here. Oh, there's Corey. Holy shit. What's he doing here? <laughs> I, think I said, can I do accents and impressions? I'm sure you can. I'd say absolutely. Join the club? I would say no. Oh. I've, I've seen oh, them. Right. Mm-hmm. Are they mad? <laughs> well, well, Nick, can you do a... Uh, can you do an impression based on... So I married an axe murderer. Oh. I, uh, I, I was kind of wondering... I, I was wondering if that mm. was kind of a shout-out to, to... This doesn't happen very often, but when Tony gets into his, like, old-timey announcer guy impression, <laughs> yeah. you usually, usually would occur at the end of podcasts uh, after yeah. a few beers, but uh, 
I just yeah, wonder I mean, if that was that was a classic. Uh, old timey guy. Yeah. I got more than that. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, so congratulations, Nick. We'll, we'll get together sometime in person and drink some beers, talk about soccer. Yeah. Um, so this story here, guys, everybody knows about it. It comes out of the South Korean uh football uh soccer league. Uh, South Korea club FC Seoul apologizes as sex dolls appear in the stands. So we talked about Germany, right? Putting the, you know, the cutouts people. Well, South Korea, this team decided to put some uh, real life dolls out there and uh, they got in a little trouble for that. So they apologized to fans after inadvertently substituting supporters in the stands with sex dolls during their one zero win over Wangju FC on Sunday. Uh, for Seoul's first home game, around 20 mannequins, many holding banners and all wearing masks, were spaced evenly around the seats behind the goal. Um, as the game progressed, however, Korean social media started to light up as it became apparent to viewers that these mannequins, supplied by a local company, Delcom, whose CEO is a Seoul fan, looked very much like sex dolls. Seoul said there had been a misunderstanding with the supplier and had been told the dolls were not for adult use. We'd like to apologize to fans, the club said in a statement released on social media. We're very sorry about the supporting mannequins that were placed during the game on May 17th. These mannequins may have been made to look and feel like real humans, but they are not for sexual use, as confirmed by the manufacturer from the beginning. Yeah. It's it's an unfortunate... Of course, I mean, of course the manufacturer's homepage is currently offline. Really? Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. And just, well, and and just uh, as a follow-up to the story uh i don't know if you have it in there but like they yeah. fc soul was actually fined 80 82,000 equivalent dollars yeah. uh, for that which was mm-hmm. uh you know which is a record for that particular league yeah. so they yeah. didn't take it lightly but i will is, say this have you seen the pictures i mean yeah they do yeah. look very yeah, they, realistic they do uh, yeah like they didn't just go like I'm blow looking. up they went high tech with these Oh yeah, they went. Yeah, they went. Sure. They went sex dolls. Yeah. They were sex dolls. Yeah, but yeah, but to be fair, the the reason they got in trouble. Well, one thing was there was thirty mannequins in total. Twenty eight mm-hmm. of them were female, but and they were completely dressed. Uh, and they were, were they were wearing masks, and so you know, twenty eight like, were, were female. Were female. Yeah. <laughs> that might have shot it out. I mean, mm-hmm. the distribution is a little unfair, but they were fully clothed. It's not like the, they ran into trouble because I think they 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 did obviously the website that supplied them probably wanted to do some promotional uh, yeah. shots yeah. and pictures mm-hmm. and i think what got them into trouble is they left i mean some of them were wearing like hair braids and hair bands that come come up and they had like they clearly had like i you know i don't read korean but they they had their website information and links to that particular website on yeah. so otherwise i mean the intention was good it just it just went south because of that they were sex dolls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, those aren't those aren't mannequins. No. Those aren't mannequins. Those aren't mannequins. They're not well, mannequins. I call them a mannequin. I guess. I mean, they're not. But yeah. okay, go to your local Coles or whatever. Those are the, the, the Coles. I mean, come yeah. on. They're they're not mannequins. <laughs> they're much more realistic. I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah, much more. Have you understand. Have you when you go to a clothing store, do you see something that looks like that as a mannequin? No, you don't. Those are yeah. sex dolls. And again, we live in a weird time right now, guys, where we're putting sex dolls in the stands at soccer games. We and you know. it, well, now and somebody I think mentioned how 
in South Korea, they they are very much against pornography, right? Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's um it's, it's actually illegal. pornography is illegal in, yeah. in yeah, yeah, South yeah. Korea. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's yeah. I don't. I mean, I think it it would have been a say if they did this at um, in, in Germany, it might have been an issue, but it wouldn't have been the issue as it was in, in Seoul because it's a pornography is illegal, and there was clearly advertisements for illicit websites and this and that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's bad on the, the team's part not to look into it. And whoever put those mannequins out, they must have known. I mean, when the team officials have to put those out and be like, uh, something's wrong with these. These look very realistic and uh, they have some wording on them that we probably shouldn't put out here. You know what it, I mean? I mean, I'm, fif- I, I'm looking at pictures and I'm kind of 50 50. I mean, I think 50% of me is thinking one of the one of the people in the organization in their front office had a sense of humor, you know, and was kind of thinking of it that way. Oh, this will be funny. But then. And, um, I don't know. I think part of me also thinks that they were trying to do something to make the environment in their supporter section a little more realistic. So I'm 50, 50. I'm like, okay. What? So women were sex dolls are more realistic for their supporter section. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> but, but it's well, only again, Tony, <laughs> like, get they're not wearing, they're not, they're wearing jerseys. They're, they're wearing, wearing like coats and stuff. I mean, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You wouldn't know it was a sex doll. I hold guess on, that's what I'm saying. That's hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, they're in our support section at Allianz Field. Do you see a ratio of twenty-eight to two women to men in our support section? Twenty-eight to two. Well, twenty-eight yeah, to we, two. Yeah. Yeah. No. Do you see that? But no. no. So how is that realistic? It's not realistic at all. No, I. I, I I just think somebody knew what they were doing and oh yeah yeah and they got called out on it and they paid a fine and that's that but I mean now the the fine seems a bit inappropriate I mean I just I just if you I guess all I'm saying is if you look at the pictures uh, that are available online if for people who I'm sure everybody's seen it but if they haven't you can look at it online it's not offensive right yeah. right no yeah it's not. can I can but I point I mean, out that whenever that works. Can I point out that whenever we have uh, these stories about risqueness, it's usually Dave who's somehow trying to justify. Them. <laughs> yeah, he. I know. I'm just. That's about I'm it. just saying it's. Yeah. <laughs> well, remember when we had the story back at uh, Blue Wolf about the guy who died? Uh, he was working and he French died with a sex worker, yeah. French engineer, and Dave was trying to justify. Well, you know, you go on these work things and you have <laughs> Okay. And I have to, now you, once you tee that up, I have to set it up. I'm not justifying it uh, for personal reasons. I'm just trying to, <laughs> trying to look at it. For, I'm trying to be the outside perspective. You know? It's, a, it's totally professional, right? It's professional I'm not, reasons. I'm not, I, underst- I understand why they, why FC Seoul was fined $82,000. I especially in that country, but I'm just saying there must've been some people in that organization that said, Oh, this might be, maybe they were looking at it funny. I don't know how serious they were taking it, but uh, well, I also not, think they got, they got paid a lot of money. 
I, I think yeah. there's some money involved in that yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah. the, the eff- know the, how much? Yeah. The yeah. offensive the offensive part about it, I'm saying, is that there was clearly advertisements for pornographic websites, right. yeah. you know, that people saw, which is illegal in South right. Korea. So I respect that. I'm just saying, if you were a fan, uh, if the MLS did this, they wouldn't do this. But if they did it, I don't think you'd have as much people offended because, again, these. I want to say mannequins, and I'm going to use that word. These mannequins were fully dressed, wearing jerseys, wearing pants. Right. You, you wouldn't, like, if you just, if you didn't know anything about sex dolls, and I don't, but if you didn't, you wouldn't necessarily come to that conclusion. Well, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, again, it's somebody made, somebody who's trying to make some money. I have a feeling that what was paid by this company was more than the 82000 that the fine was. I'm sure it was in the couple oh, hundred thousand right, dollars, right. you know, to do this. They got some free advertising out of the deal. I'm not free, but they got some advertising out of the deal. And it, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, it's, it's well, the world we live in right now. Well, Connor, what did, uh, what did uh, Corey just get? I know. Corey's opening something. Oh, oh it looks oh, pink. Oh, there it is. Oh, it's, is it the jersey? Pink. Oh, it's a Ford Madison jersey. Oh, oh Ford Madison sweatshirt. sweatshirt. Look at that action. Wow, look at that. Oh, very nice. There you go. That looks very warm. No, all yeah, it does. Yeah. And and it's, as far as Ford Madison concerned, are there are there are we still now who knows how the 2020 season is going to shake out, but they're still affiliated with Minnesota United for the rest of this year. Did that change basically when they made that no, announcement? That, I think that changed. I'm pretty sure it's not happening this year, is it? Not I, they changed back a couple, like a two or three months ago. It happened, so I think it was. Uh, they only had a one. Minnesota only had a one year deal with them. And that was that. I think there, there's some sort of partial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can still Corey run shakers there, no but... to something. I think Nick had you, a good response. You, uh, here you go, Corey. There you go. So the official affiliate is with Chicago Fire. Mm-hmm. However, we still have a loose affiliation with them so we can send a player here and there down to madison okay all right so we still have somewhat of an affiliation with them but not an official all right so basically what that says is we need to find a new affiliate yeah somewhere well i mean we said in a in a previous episode we were talking about the des moines menace right being an affiliate yeah, they they potentially could be if they can get their stadium. And now with COVID, of course, that's been thrown way in the back. But they were planning on building a new stadium in Des Moines to be to move up in the USL league. I think to move up another tier, and that would be I I think there were talks they were going to be our affiliate in Des Moines, which makes sense. Well, uh, but I've right. I've always said that Rochester. Minnesota could do the exact same thing. Yeah. They have a state down there. They could have a team at right now. And you have the Mayo Clinic down there. They could fund it. I mean, that'd be great. Yeah. What What would keep us from What would keep us from using what Corey's wearing? That Minneapolis team. City SC. Yeah, uh, because I think they're in a their league is not high enough. I believe, or they can't. Their NPSL. It's it's. Uh, Non-pro. Yeah, we we talked about this. They're amateur. We talked about this before, David. I think it was because they're not pro. You can't technically use them. They'd have to jump up. 
I have terrible memory. Level. We could use yeah. a Duluth FC, though. I know we talked about ending up there for yeah. every game one of these days. Yeah, we could use Duluth FC, but I think Rochester would be the, the best best case scenario. So the, there's also been talks around the club that they're going to start a Loons 2 type team like most of the other yeah, LMS I, teams have. Where would that be, where would that be though? Uh, the original thought is they would play in Blaine. What? But since they've reconfigured the stadium, that's I don't think that's a possibility Dude, anymore. Dude, that so. would ro- I would totally go to games oh, in me Blaine. Too. Oh man, yeah. totally be there. But I mean, again, it's with COVID, with the whole thing going on, we're kind of up in the air. Those right. things are kind of pushed off the wayside until things get back to normal. Um, but we need a team to be affiliated with around here again because I think we we sent a – how many players did we send last year to Madison? Quite a few. We had the goalie. Like yeah. Four or five at yeah. least. We had a, our goalie was out there. We had a couple other guys out there. Toy, so. Toy was out there. Down there know, for a while. One of the things yeah. I Carter bring. Manley. Yep. <laughs> Dunlady. Did we send Dunlady down there? Yeah. Dunlady played. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was seven, seven total, but we left two there for the whole season. So no, Carter Manley we went need down that. there. Wyatt Olmsberg yeah. went down there. Um, they were there the whole year. Yeah. Colin Martin played for a bit. I think the biggest disappointment yep. for me was that the fact that the, you know Ford Madison. They well, I mean, not disappointment for them, but for us. Uh, Dane St. Clair was spent some time there, but he didn't play a whole lot because Ford Madison had a couple other good goalies. Yeah, I mean, uh, they wanted to put out there. To, I, don't, I don't know Sylvester. why they, when they saw that Madison had Sylvester, I'm not sure why our FO sent him down there because yeah, that was too there logical. Was, that Sylvester. there was no, there was, there was really no reason to send him down there in the first place yeah. with the goalie they had. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And then Dane, I think there were there were frustrations then, on both sides of players being pulled like the yeah, day of a exactly. game to come back up to sit on the bench up here, yeah. and then us not having yep. any technical control over the team right. was an issue. Yeah, that was a uh, the technical control, Nick. You're right. There was a there was some problems with that about who would play and who wouldn't play, and pulling guys back, and because they were kind of their own team. You know, we really didn't have a say about what was going on down there. So it makes sense to get our own team, like Corey was saying, a Loons 2 team, and be able to over, you know, look over that team and say, okay, these guys are coming up, these guys are not, you know, all that type of stuff. So we'll see what happens. I'm cautiously optimistic that something will happen in the next year oh, yeah. or two. Totally. Um, I cracked my third beer, guys, because – it's Saturday, and I'll give it a rat's ass. But this is a Minnesota Gold Light. This is from Third Street Brewing up in um, near St. Cloud. Uh, the light lager. It's three point nine percent. It's a nice drinker. I always buy a twelve pack of this stuff. So just... that is that is a good one, Tony, and I mm-hmm. I love that one. That t- it's a throwback to you know it's a good one for minute. It's not a you know I would for craft. For, you know, if you like drinking craft beer, but you want to switch to something that's easy drinking, and that's the one because it tastes it's, like it's, it's like, like the Mickle Mick Mickle Light, Mickle and Light in Minnesota is pretty much yeah. what it is. But it's yeah. craft beer from Minnesota, so that's why yeah. I'm drinking it. Yeah. Mm. Has it started uh, raining cats and dogs up by you guys yet? I can. Uh, it's gotten oh. considerably darker outside. Yeah, so the... I should take a look here. Oh uh, yes, it is. It just started in the last few minutes. It is coming my... down. 
nowhere by the radar right now. I'll take a look. Well, yeah, Tony's in the really Tony's in his basement, so he wouldn't know. I am looking out the window, and yeah, it is pouring. Oh, yeah, I'm in, I, I'm in Plymouth, Minnesota. Oh, okay. But. Oh, it's coming. It's coming this way, guys. I don't know if you guys can see that, but no, you can't. Probably oh can't yeah, yeah, it's coming in. Nope, now I coming. can see it. Oh, it's yeah, coming this stuff. way. I don't see anything. Yeah, it's coming this way, man. Which is good because uh, I need more rain for my grass. Yeah. And I I guess I should. Another shout out to Lupulin. For the record, you can't just drink one CBP because it's <laughs> that delicious. Jesus. Of course, I had can. two. Or I'm having two, I should say. Yeah. Mm. Before we get out of here, guys, or anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. Any? I did see a new article pop up on the Bundesliga uh, here that uh, Shaka Hislop says that um, since Mario Gotze is leaving Borussia Dortmund on could leave on a, on a free transfer from Borussia Dortmund that he may just go to MLS this year. Oh, um, so that's a wow. wow. Mario Gotze on the MLS. That'd be kind of cool. I'll, I'll put Minnesota on the very bottom of that list. Yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't he, didn't Goza, didn't he score the game winner? Um, in the couple years ago, cup, last World Cup, not in the previous, but 2014. 2014. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, the Brazil one. Yeah. 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 It'd be nice. Yeah. Well, of course it would be, but we're not getting that guy. I mean, Minnesota and Germany are very similar in terrain and foliage and people. 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 We have a lot of Germans yeah, here. A lot of German ancestry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But of course, as what happens every time any European players are open to come to MLS, Minnesota's never on the list. Right. So the, the rumors are Chicago and NYCFC. Chicago, really? Why? Well, they just got yeah, rid well, of Bastion Schweinsteiger just, is, is gone now. So. Yeah, I was gonna say they already had those roots, so that that actually makes sense to keep that yeah. going. You know, that Germans, yeah, German connection with Chicago. Ch- I think that Chicago, does Chicago. Chicago is such a shit show, right? Yeah, now. I mean. Well, they might well, go it, there. It might be fixed. Well, it'll Sorry. be interesting. I think Chicago. Yeah, they they had been a shit show, but I mean, just going forward, I don't know that you know playing at um, playing in oh, losing my mind here. Playing in where are they going to play next? Soldier year? Field. Soldier Field. Soldier, Soldier field. field. Yeah, that might. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. But uh, um, going forward, I mean, they're rebranding essentially. They're trying to yeah. you know get it closer into the city yeah. so it could they they could be on the up and up we don't know I mean, we'll find out but i just yeah, don't I mean, they, they want it to look more like rail salt lake you know yeah i'm just i'm still pissed sure off about like last it. year when we went went down there for that game and they lost it was terrible uh, that was a horrible game think we calvo I think our predictions for that game were all way off. There's no doubt about yeah. it. <laughs> None of us predicted a two nothing Chicago victory. Right. The brewery was good. Fantastic brewery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched I watched the highlights of that game and there was not one Minnesota offensive highlight from yeah, like the on no. YouTube. It was, it was terrible. Horrible. <laughs> and we had I mean, David, you sat Corey was there. You guys sat up in the supporters area above us. But me and Dave and our friend Nels got like front row seats in the bottom next to one of the goals there on the side. And it was cold. It was rainy. It was damp. And the loons played like shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, this was the worst game yep. ever. I mean, I drove all this, I mean, flew all this way to see this. 
bullshit. You know, so pissed yeah. off. Yep. And we did go to a Cubs game though, which was fun. oh, that's cool. Yeah. Brewers game, not a Cubs game. It was at, <laughs> well, it was at Wrigley Field. I seem to remember it as a Cubs game as well. I don't. Yeah. Know. You went to a Brewers game at the world's largest bar in Chicago. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that I will tell you this much: the Wrigley Field experience outside beforehand. That is one I'll never forget because that was oh, yeah. awesome. That was so much fun. All yeah, the people out great. there hanging out, going to Wrigley Field, seeing Wrigley Field. Seeing like the old, you know, the way the stands are set up and they haven't really made any changes to it. And it well, was just a great to, to be fair, they have made changes. Uh, the first game that I went to was, I think, back in 20, 2003, I went to Wrigley Field and then I went in 2010 and then obviously I went in 2019. They, they have upgraded that stadium significantly in the last 20 well, years. But well, they've left a lot of things. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. Not it's very old. Yeah. Well, the the nice thing about it is you now in 2019 or 2020 you can walk through Wrigley Field and oh that's nice concessions it's nice bathrooms but when you're sitting yeah. out watching the game it feels like you're watching a game a hundred years ago I mean because it's, yeah. they still it still has that same look and feel when yeah. you're sitting there watching the game it's great well we had yeah. I mean think about it we had we had uh, obstructed view seats I mean we didn't have them yeah. ourselves but we were sitting on on the uh, first baseline on the lower deck there was obstructed view there because of the stands up top the pillars they had mm. i mean what stadiums have those now nobody has mm-hmm. that stuff anymore um and you know i was impressed by the fact that i was decked out of brewer's gear and everyone was very very nice to me oh wow. you're behind the plate weren't you i was right behind the plate yeah yeah um, it's good times yeah. yeah the north siders are are friendly i mean they love their baseball they love having a beer or three, but they are friendly. They're definitely friendly. That's not always the case, at least in my experience over the years, going down to the south side in the White Sox. Oh. Mm. Uh, but uh, that's why Wrigley Field's great. It's a destination. I think even for non-baseball fans, it's a mm. destination. You, you experience yeah. that, Tony, like you mentioned, you know, sitting in Wrigleyville a couple hours before the game and then oh, walking yeah. in. And then afterwards, it's it's definitely a sport. If you're a sports fan, it's the destination you have to. Sounds see. a lot like Lambeau I mean, for a not- Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at you look at the stadiums we've been to uh, that I've been to: uh, Target Field, the Metrodome, uh, Comiskey Park, um, Kauffman Stadium. None of them compare outside to what Wrigleyville is. I mean, there is not that atmosphere outside of those stadiums. Like Wrigleyville, and it feels like there's the whole everybody's kind of together, and there's whole like it, it's like a feel like I've never felt before at a baseball game. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, um, the only thing the only thing that compares to Wrigley Field would be Fenway Park, but yeah. they, but it's in a different sense. Like Fenway Park, when you're sitting in the stands, you've got that history, a stadium mm-hmm. that's been there for a hundred years. Um, but it doesn't Rig, – Wrigley Field is a little bit better in the sense that they have that whole Wrigleyville area, that whole neighborhood in the north side of Chicago is phenomenal. It was fun, man, except for the loss that we had. It, it was a fun weekend. I mean, it was a good time. Um, anybody else before we get out of here? Uh, been a- some bookkeeping. So, like, as of Tuesday the 19th, I kind of nothing that's not surprising, but the uh, the, the All-Star game – 
for MLS, and which would have been kind of interesting because it was going to be the MLS legal Liga MX, Liga MX yeah. All Star Game. Yeah, yeah, that that is canceled as well as the League's Cup and Campione's Cup mm-hmm. is canceled officially. I don't think that's a surprise, but just throw it out there. No, yeah. it's not surprising at all. We live in this strange uh, world right now where things are getting canceled left and right, and uh, yeah. We got every week's a different week, yep. right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. By the way, yep. uh, the Bundesliga game that was going on uh, just ended. Munich beat Eintracht Frankfurt 5 2. What the? Whoa. Johnny's uh, guess, probably pissed. Well, I mean, Whoa. I guess when, when Connor brought up the halftime score 3 0, at least Eintracht, or I should say Frankfurt, came back and scored a couple goals. It was actually 3 2 at one point. So I'm sure John was getting excited yeah. at, at that send, moment. Send Johnny a text with condolences. <laughs> Sorry. They scored a goal. All right. So uh, before we get out of here, I want to say thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Are you tired of the same old uniforms and cookie-cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. I want to say you can find us anywhere podcasts are made. Uh, Apple, Spotify. Google. uh, Yeah, everywhere. Uh, We are part of the BGN network. That's BGN.FM. Uh, we're part of the Minnesota Podcast Network. That's is it M I N N. David, help me with this one. It's 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 uh, uh pod pod M N and M N Pod. I think is what it is. Isn't yeah. It? So they switch it up a little bit. Um, you can find us on there with a lot of other Minnesota podcasts that you I'm sure you'd love to listen to. I know Gleaming the Geek around there, um, and a couple of their podcasts from around the area. Uh, you can find us again, anywhere you get a podcast, you can find the lunacy podcast. Uh, so for myself, Tony, for Dave, David and Connor, uh, we'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks.
It's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.